0: Welcome to another edition of the IDP Corner. My name is Justin Varnes. You can follow me on Twitter at DownWithIDP. I'm one of the fantasy analysts over at FantasyPoints.com. I handle the IDP section along with my partner in crime, Mr. Thomas Simons over in Seattle. How are you tonight, Thomas?
1: I'm doing well, Justin. Um, I hear you had a gig tonight.
0: Late gig again. I missed the I missed the 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 uh, the weekly Tom Brady special. How 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 did I saw I saw a little a few of the highlights, but what did you see from somebody who actually got to watch the actual game?
1: Well, it was kind of a, um, a game of two halves. I mean, the first half it was all Brady and, and the Buccaneers. Um, early in the first half, Richard Sherman got hurt right out of the gate, injured his hamstring, was ruled out for the rest of the game. So the Buccaneers can't seem to keep healthy cornerbacks. Um, Alex Singleton didn't start the game, but he did lead the team in total tackles. Um, I believe he had 15, and the next closest to him was eight. Um, he finished with eight solos and seven assists and had a PD. Now, the Eagles seemed to be very vulnerable underneath in the middle early in the first half. Um, Sing- Singleton basically covered the whole middle as the safeties played deep. And I think a lot of that had to do with the fact, I think believe Anthony Harris got hurt in, early in this game, and consequently they changed their scheme a little bit. But Brady was just dumping over the middle the whole half, and it it chewed up a lot of yards and burned a lot of clock. And before you know it, the Eagles were down 28-7. to um, they did come back in the second half, though, and it was it seemed to coincide with the return of the at least of Harris in their uh, secondary. And I'm not saying it was him that made it change, but it definitely helped their defense. And then uh, Brady's thumb, the injury that he had going into the game, seemed to wear on uh, on him as the game progressed. He still had a heck of a game, and and Tampa still won. Um, we knew that Kevin Minter would collect some of De- Levante David's fantasy production. Um, and thus that would cut into Devin White's uh, expected increase in stats, which we kind of expected would be happening. Yet White only posted just five total tackles. He had four solos and assists with a quarterback hit and a PD, and Minter had four total tackles. He had two solos, two assists. So I, I did see in the game that White was all over the place and seemed to be around the ball quite a bit, but it, it did not turn into fantasy produ- production.
0: Yeah, and we, we backed off of White, uh, at you know, going into this season, we we were not expecting him to be, uh, you know, a top three linebacker again, just because he had such incredible luck last year with sacks and whatnot. But we were not expecting this kind of drop. I mean, he has, you know, uh, really, it, it, it's changed quite a bit. Now, some of it, I believe, I think, I think, Thomas, you and I had discussed this on a previous podcast, but but uh, the bucks defense you know, by the end of the season, the the Bucks had this amazing defense last year, but that was not the case early on. They struggled a lot. They played a lot of snaps. Um, Brady and, and company got into a lot of shootouts. So the defense is better this year. Um, I also think that uh, Vita Vea being back, because Vita Vea basically missed all of last year, that D line is really holding things down, and and there just hasn't been a ton of production for White or Levante David. I mean, they've been doing fine. I mean, you know, they're they're not throwaway linebackers, but you likely drafted at least Devin White. There's a good chance you drafted Devin White expecting to get, you know, eight to 12 tackles a game, and that just hasn't happened. And I don't think it's, you know, maybe, Thomas, you and I can do a little deep diving on this, but I, it doesn't look like he's – you know he, he's not playing football well. Some of it, time, sometimes this is just how the defense is kind of shaking out this year. They they are um, they're not on the field as much as they were last year. Devin White is not as lucky as he was last year. He had nine sacks last year, which most you know, edge rushers don't get nine sacks. Um, and they uh, their defensive line is is clogging things up quite a bit. So, and who knows? They 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 they, they could have made some scheme changes that also affect things.
1: And I think you just you hit a very important um, note there when you said that they they're not out on the field as much. And in this particular case, Philadelphia only had 45 total offensive plays. They ran the ball 19 times, passed it 26 times, and of those 19 runs, Jalen Hurts was running for his life on 10 of them. And and you consider that 45 total plays, Brady threw the ball 42 times compared to their total 45 offensive plays. And Tampa Bay ran the ball 31 times. So, I mean, overall, when you you take a look at that picture, it, you, you have to consider the fact that, one, they're not on the field as much, and consequently their stats are going to be down. You know, when you could take a look at t- uh, time of possession – Tampa Bay had the ball almost 40 minutes compared to 20 on the Eagles. And when the Eagles did have the ball, they were down 28-7, and they were throwing it, trying to get back into the game. And when they couldn't throw the ball, then Hurts had to run for his life.
0: And to make matters worse, the Eagles are the worst um, fantasy team, or sorry, the worst offense for opposing linebackers. They allow 17.2 tackles to linebackers per game uh, which is lowest in the league so not only are these other factors kind of holding um, holding back uh, some of the Buccaneers linebackers statistics but they also had just an incredibly poor matchup this week we're going to talk some more about snaps and how that relates to tackles here coming up but Thomas makes a great point if you know well I'll just say this the average NFL team, probably uh, NFL defense, sees somewhere around sixty to sixty-five snaps. So, if you're in the high fifties, mid-sixties, that's an average game. Uh, there was a game earlier the season which we had mentioned where Bobby Wagner had twenty tackles, uh, and it's because they played like ninety snaps, which you know is is adding another third onto the game. So, paying attention to snaps. Um, is really important. It kind of helps you realize that maybe a, a player is either good or bad, um, depending on how much they how much they ended up playing, which we're going to get to in just a little bit. I I'll tell you who Devin White will absolutely out tackle this week. You can put this money in the bank. He will absolutely outproduce Deion Jones this week, right, Thomas?
1: <laughs> yeah, that's kind of hard to get on the field when you have a buy. Uh, Atlanta is one of the four teams. As we uh, hit the bye weeks, uh, we go from here until week 14, um, with individual teams having buys. Atlanta, New Orleans, the Jets, and San Francisco are all on a bye this week. So Deion Jones will come up with a big fat zero. Now we'll we'll just go ahead and move along here into the news and notes. Uh, section of our podcast, and and I, I think I'll start it off. And I wanted to mention out that uh, Arizona went with a four four three scheme for over almost fifty percent of their snaps last week. Now Zayvon Collins started along with Jordan Hicks and Chandler Jones and Isaiah Simmons, and he took fifty two percent of the snaps, which was um, total. He ended up totaling out. Four total tackles, two solos, two assists. It's not big numbers, but his snap count is rising. And we are I'm going to mention some more about Zavin Collins in a little bit when I get into the injuries.
0: Um, I wanted to mention Jalen Thompson. He's somebody that uh, has actually been a pretty steady producer next to Buda Baker there in Arizona. Somebody who I, I think is not getting quite enough um Recognition. So, if you're needing uh, a, a, some safety help, uh, you know don't don't shy away from Thompson. Thompson uh, started off the season okay, um, uh, but by week two he had eight solos. Week one was a little slow, but uh, week two he had eight solos on ninety-three percent of the snaps. Seven tackles in week three. Week four, he had ten tackles, and last week he had six solos. So he's playing in the ninety-ish. Rarely does he get a hundred. He seems to take a few snaps off, but he's been on the field a ton, uh, and he's he's producing pretty heavily. And he gets we. Thomas and I will talk a lot about this a lot, but players like Jalen Thompson can get overshadowed. This, we see this a lot with second linebackers on teams. If there's a star linebacker, they will, you know, we, we tend to overvalue them and undervalue their partner who doesn't either have as big of a name you know, um, or doesn't Isn't quite exactly as and, and, it, right. Amen. That's it. So Jalen Thompson is somebody that uh, I, I think we should all be keeping our eyes on just a little bit more than maybe we are.
1: Speaking of eyes, um, Detroit's gaining more confidence in Jalen reeves um their linebacker. And we've been discussing this a little bit because of Derek Barnes, the fact that they released Jamie Collins. And then we thought maybe Jer- Derek Barnes might be somebody that they'll turn to. But it, it seems like they're gaining more and more uh, confidence in, in reeves maybin especially after his uh, performance last week when he had a huge play at the end of the game. Now, he took 62% of the snaps and finished with five total tackles, three solos, two assists, which is the exact number of tackles that Derek Barnes had in 46% of the snaps. But the key was that Reeves Maven uh, forced a fumble and then recovered it, allowing Detroit to go down the field and take the lead uh, near the end of the game. Now, of course, they lost on the last uh, last second field goal, but this is something that's that's starting to, to transpire along with Alex Anzalone. Reese Mabin is going to be somebody that they're going to rely on as a linebacker. And, and you might be able to as well if they continue to give him almost twice as many or even a third more snap count than Derek Barnes.
0: Let's move to the defensive line. I want to talk a little bit about Buffalo's defensive line. One of the reasons Buffalo has been playing so well in terms of their defense helps to have a great offense. Um, but uh, as we've seen in Kansas City, a great offense, it doesn't necessarily mean that you're going to have a great defense. Exactly. Um, uh, but Buffalo's defensive line has really come together this year. We've seen um, uh, a little leap here from defensive tackle and Oliver Jerry Hughes is holding his own. So is Mario Addison there. They kind of rotate a little bit more. Um, but, but the player I really want to focus on here is Greg Russo. Russo has really stepped things up lately. He played 42% of the snaps, which is a little bit, you know, that's fewer snaps than we would like. We'd like him to be more in the, like the 60% range, but, um, he he. Last week he had five tackles, four of which were solo. Uh, he also had a sack and he also had an interception. So so is really playing well. Um, the 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 better this entire defensive line plays, when right now it's kind of uh, caught fire here, uh, the more I, I lean toward taking bigger and bigger risks with Rousseau. the week before he uh, he had two solos on 38% of the snaps again we really are looking to see that snap count rise uh, but the week before he had 56% of the snaps that's more what we want and he had four tackles that week so Rousseau is starting to climb
1: yeah and Rousseau is gaining um, uh, or is benefiting from Uh, You had mentioned Ed Oliver being solid. Oliver's numbers aren't that great this year, and it's because he's seeing a lot of double teams, and those double teams are actually helping Russo. And and speaking of another rookie, um, cornerback Eric Stokes on Green Bay uh, could see a spike in his fantasy production now that Jari Alexander went on IR with a shoulder injury, and Kevin King continues to get injured. He uh, now has a shoulder injury, and he didn't practice on Wednesday or Thursday uh Stokes finished with four total tackles, three solos and assist uh and uh, a PD but he took 97% uh snaps. And when you go back and look in uh week 4 he had eight solos an INT and two PDs in 100% of the snaps. So Stokes is somebody to take a look at if you're looking for a somebody to rely on uh is a DB.
0: Let's move along to um, Alexander Johnson. This is somebody we've kind of chronicled throughout the, uh, the throughout the season uh, because he should be putting up really good numbers. He started off the season slow, but the last few weeks he, he he's done really well. So in week five, uh, he had eight tackles, uh, six of which were solo. Uh, he also had a, a um, pass defense. Um, we're also, and i uh, sorry, he had a fumble recovery as well. Speaking of those fumble recoveries, he's been putting up bi- uh, a lot more big plays this year. They've been blitzing him more. He's got a couple of sacks already. He's making big plays. He's starting to make his presence felt. This has really kicked in starting right about week three. Uh, again, the first two weeks were a little slow, but then after that, Alexander Johnson really started to step it up. He had, um, like I said, eight tackles in week five, he had seven tackles in week four. Uh, four, uh, and five solos and two sacks in week three. I like him a lot this week, not only as he kind of ascended back into an every down role, but Alexander Johnson does have the best uh, matchup, fantasy matchup uh, of the week. We had talked about how we were expecting the Bucks linebackers to to have a slightly slower game because they were playing the worst um, tackling um, or tackle producing offense. Well, Alexander Johnson has the best one. The Raiders give up or produce 27 tackles per game to linebackers. That is the most in the league. Uh, They also give about one and a half sacks to linebackers um, and several big plays. So I like both his tackle floor as being comfortably high this week, as well as some big play upside.
1: Yeah, we've been, we've been, discussing this about how um, Alexander Johnson is not somebody to fall asleep on. A lot of the uh, slowness he had in the beginning of the season was uh, based on the opponents. So we touted the fact that as his opponents get uh, more favorable or his matchups get more favorable, then Johnson's going to start producing for you. And that's exactly what's been happening. Now, speaking of producing Mm – Trayvon Diggs on Dallas recorded yet another INT this past week, and he now has an INT in five consecutive games this year. Now, he leads the league with six interceptions. Now, he played wide receiver at Alabama like his brother, Stefan Diggs, but Nick uh, Saban, the coach at Alabama, moved him to cornerback against uh, Trayvon's wishes. Uh, So he has wide receiver hands, and this could be a very – Strong reason why he's, if he's around the ball, he makes a play at it and and looks like a wide receiver. Now, he is dealing with an ankle injury this week. He didn't practice Wednesday or Thursday, so you're going to have to watch his status on Friday to make sure that he practices at least on a limited basis.
0: And uh, his partner in crime on the other side of the field, cornerback Anthony Brown, has also had a, a pretty strong season himself. As more and more teams start to shy away from Trayvon Diggs because of, of his talent, they'll continue to throw at Anthony Brown. Dallas's offense will make another offense throw the ball more than they want to. And that has been. Um, fantasy productive and football productive for both Diggs and Anthony Brown. Diggs gets a lot more uh, love for it, but uh, don't sleep on Anthony Brown, who has been a cornerback one, uh, but just not as much of a cornerback one as Diggs ha- has been. Um, I want to hit uh, two linebackers real quick that we both. At the beginning of the season, we're hoping would be LB ones. Both needed a little bit or one of them needed a little bit of uh, a little bit of boost this year that just hasn't come. And that's Patrick Queen. Patrick Queen still hasn't ascended to a full time, reliable LB one that he was supposed to be. Uh, He's still not playing every snap. He's doing fine. He's a real. I mean, I would love to have um, Patrick Queen as my LB three. I mean, he's going to get four to seven tackles a week. I'm fine with that, but it's probably not where you drafted him. Uh, and we just have not. We keep waiting for him to kind of jump this hurdle and. In his career, there's still a a decent chance he's going to be able to figure that out. Baltimore runs a very complicated defense, and sometimes Patrick Queen seems to still be getting lost. This is, you know, again, he's still a young player, and with the pandemic, um, you know, messing up uh, training camp last year, it's not unreasonable um, to expect Patrick Queen to still be a little bit slow on the uptake. Um, But... For fantasy, at some point, we we have to stop waiting and and moving on. So if you've got Patrick Queen in a a shallow league, uh, it might be time to drop him and move on to uh, somebody more reliable. Another player who we thought would be an LB1... Who has really crashed down to earth is Zach Cunningham. Um, he came back from the COVID 19 list, which he was on last week. He played you know, two weeks ago. He played last week, uh, but he mainly just played in base and was, and Cunningham was replaced by Camu Grugier Hill on a lot of the passing situations. So uh, Cunningham only played 52% of the snaps. So in shallow leagues, Queen and Cunningham are players, in my opinion, it's time to move on from. Agreed. Let's move on to a quick some quick hits.
1: Yeah, uh, let's start with in Seattle with um, Rashim Green. He took seventy-two percent of the snaps last week on Thursday night against the Rams, and he had six total tackles, five solos, and an assist. Now he plays linebacker, but in some leagues you might see him listed as a defensive end. And this is where green becomes valuable because you can get linebacker numbers like five, six, seven, eight total tackles out of a defensive end, then you're going to be doing really well in your league.
0: Uh, Let's talk uh, very briefly about uh, what happened to the uh, Falcons linebackers, well, the whole Falcons team, but mainly the Falcons linebackers last week. Um, A couple of things happened. Obviously, the most important would be the fact that uh, the Jets just got, you know, if you were able to to, uh, watch that game, the Jets just got absolutely nothing happening. And when, when, when the opposing offense can't, get anything moving there the numbers are bound to be low so um, it was it was partly a function of the fact that the offense could barely get going the entire um, Falcons defense um, recorded 42 tackles. That's about 10 to 20 oh. l- lower than, than, than is, that is normal. Um, so, uh, Dion Jones and Foyesade Aluakon, they both had only five tackles, but that five, those five tackles actually led the entire team. So it was just one of those games where unfortunately the other offense decided not to show up and there's just not that many tackles to go around.
1: 50 offensive plays is, is kind mm. of ridiculous, when, especially when you consider that Matt Ryan threw the ball 45 times. Right. It's, a, it's like what you mentioned in Tampa Bay and Philadelphia. If you only have 40 to 45 or 50 plays in a game, then it's really hard for defensive players to uh, accumulate any kind of fantasy t- statistics. Now, um, Danny Trevathan is somebody that we've been, we, we talked about it in the summer, and then he went on injured reserve and was out for the first three games. He took 10 snaps last week, or 15% of the snaps. And while he only posted three total tackles, a solo and two assists, it was his first game back from IR, and there are injuries going on um, with the mostly with the outside linebacker positions. I'll mention Khalil Mack a little bit later, but Jeremy Atashu landed on injured reserve and I I could see Trevathan starting to see more snaps or an increase in snap count maybe up to 30 35% this week. Could be more. It won't be long before Trevathan is sharing and splitting snaps with Alec Ogletree or just taking over the the that inside linebacker spot.
0: Um Keanu O'Neill, we're going to a few more linebackers while we're on the roll. Uh, Keanu Neal played fifty uh, percent uh, in his first game back. Um, Micah Parsons, that we had mentioned last week, has moved back into the um, uh, middle linebacker role there, or the in, one of the inside linebacker roles there for for Dallas. Part part of that is because um, they're they're doing well on on defensive end now particularly with the ascension of Randy Gregory. So then it becomes a matter of what's going to happen to the spot next to Parsons. Well, this game, Keanu Neal played 50% of the snaps, and so did uh, Leighton Van Esch. And as you might imagine, they both split their production. Um, you know, will it may remain 50-50 going forward? Uh, probably not. It's probably going to ebb and flow, but n- neither to the point where either of those will be, um, w- worthwhile. Uh, I want to I want to mention one more note here about li- a linebacker, and that's Tremaine Edmonds. Tremaine Edmonds has has you know been underwhelming this season. Well, last week he had. I think it was eight or nine tackles, um, and uh, we know oh, well, there he is. The, you know, yeah, he had nine tackles, so six solo, three assists, uh, mm-hmm. and a tackle for loss. You think, okay, well, good, there's there's our Trey Mania Edmonds. He's starting to pick things up, but – Edmonds uh, played every snap in a game where the their defense played 86 snaps. So that is a ton of snaps, and uh, it's good to see that he was able to take advantage of that. But one of the things that we watch carefully is essentially tackle efficiency or tackle rate. Um, and what we're really looking for here is um, you know, elite players are going to um, – get about 15% uh, um, t- of a tackle rate, which basically means you know, if they were to play, uh, you basically get 15, 15% per snap, if you will. Um, so Tremaine Edmonds getting nine tackles over about 90 snaps, uh, it gives him about a 10% tackle rate. 10% tackle rate's fine. Anywhere between 10 to 15. 15 is, is elite. 10 is is average. Anything below 10 is where you start to worry. Most importantly, he didn't, He still seems he's been tackling at around a eight to ten percent tackle rate. So we should expect that when uh uh, Buffalo's numbers slip back down to 50 or 60 um, tackle or 50 or 60 snaps, there's a good chance Tremaine Edmonds is going to slide back down more to the five to eight tackle range. So we want to be careful that we don't get too excited about that one nine tackle game.
1: Yeah, and Edmonds has been struggling with the run. Uh, his run defense, and th- when you take a look at that Kansas City offense that he played last week, they only ran the ball twenty three times, whereas Patrick Mahomes threw it fifty four times, which plays more into you know uh, Edmonds' um, production this past week. It was mainly based on one, as you mentioned, he saw the field on nine, almost ninety plays, and they passed for almost um, six ninths of that, you know, one third of it. So. Yes, that, that's that's an issue and something we've been keeping an eye on. Uh, and and we might mention that a little bit later when we get to Discord questions. Uh, I'm going to go back to the defensive line and, and talk about Cincinnati's two defensive, their, their bookend defensive ends, Sam Hubbard and Trey Hendrickson. Um, Hubbard took 83% of the snaps this past week in uh Hendrickson took 80. So overall, the two of them have taken uh, uh, Hubbard nearly 83 total percent of the snaps and Hendrickson uh, nearly 78 percent of the Bengals, 351 defensive snaps. Those numbers are, are eye popping when you consider their defensive linemen, which usually average anywhere. The good ones are 50 to 60 percent snap counts. And these guys are in the 80s.
0: Yeah I love I love Hubbard and Hendrickson uh this season Hubbard had a uncharacteristic, uncharacteristically slow game last week don't think twice about it. That's just going to happen with defensive exactly. line. I'd keep running out both of those guys. Hendrickson had a great game, uh, and a couple of their defensive tackles did too. It's one of the reasons I like Cincinnati uh, as one of the streaming defenses this week is that their defensive line has really stepped up from where it was last year. It's a massive upgrade from from last season, um, and uh, with Logan Wilson kind of being a little bit more of a stable presence there, they're... they're um, I don't think their defense is elite by any stretch of the imagination, but it was terrible last year, and now it's at least average, and they got a great matchup this week. Um, I want to talk a little bit about Jermaine Carter. We were hoping Jermaine Carter would kind of jump into this role, uh, uh, this every-down role, uh, subbing for the injured Shaq Thompson. It's only been one game, but he he played every snap, but he only got three tackles. So we have to pump our brakes a little bit. That could have just been an uncharacteristically slow game, but it's certainly not off to a good start.
1: You know, if you're looking for a sleeper defensive tackle, Austin Johnson is ha- quietly having a really solid season. Uh, he posted three solos and assist, and a sack last week. He had two t- tackles for a loss and a QB hit while taking 58% of the snaps. He's an awesome pickup in DT required league. So if you're looking for somebody um, who, who has a good chance of being out there on the waiver wire but not for much longer – Austin Johnson is somebody to target.
0: The Tracy Walker yo-yo continues oh. uh, after playing every snap for the first couple of weeks. Oh. Then he got benched and start, And the next couple of weeks after that, he played it around a 60% clip. Uh, but then, of course, last week he moved back up near 90% of the snaps. He had nine tackles. So... Um, if anyone out there knows what to do with Walker, please let us know because uh, I sure as hell have no idea what to do with Walker. So while you're trying to figure out and maybe you're going to jot down some of your ideas of what the hell we should do with Tracy Walker going forward. I want you to consider Propping up on Thrive Fantasy this football season. Thrive Fantasy is a daily fantasy sports app and eSports app for player props. With Thrive, you can eliminate countless hours of research and focus on only the top-tier athletes that have the biggest impact on the game. Choose 10 out of the 20 available player props to build your lineup. Each prop is assigned a fantasy value for both the over and the under based on how likely it is to hit, hit the most props and rack up the most points to win a share of the prize pool. Thrive is over $140,000 guaranteed in prizes for NFL Week 6 and has already awarded over $4 million. Now, our staff over at Fantasy Points will be posting their favorite Thrive fantasy picks each week on the site. New users can use promo code FANTASYPOINTS when you sign up, and you will receive a hundred percent instant first deposit match up to a hundred dollars. Download Thrive Fantasy on the App Store or Play Store, or by visiting www.thrivefantasy.com and tune in every Sunday morning for our The Extra Points live stream to find out some of our favorite Thrive Fantasy props for the day. Sign up and prop up today. And Boy, speaking you're good, good, of pro- good, good. You're good 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 good. <laughs> speaking of propping up, let's let's prop up all these injured players up on the okay. couch please.
1: Okay, let's start big with breath, big breath,
0: Big breath. So wow. many.
1: <laughs> so Jordan Evans on Cincinnati linebacker tore his ACL uh went on IR as did linebacker Jam Brown on Tennessee with a knee injury. Uh, I mentioned cornerback Jare Alexander of Green Bay going on with a shoulder injury. Cornerback Darius Williams on the Rams injured his ankle uh, last Thursday night, went on IR. Cornerback Trayvon Mullen, Las Vegas, foot injury, IR, as well as Carlton Davis on Tampa Bay, as you probably found out tonight um, watching the game. He went on with a quadriceps injury. Now, notable inactives from week four. Uh, defensive end, a- Akeem Hicks from Chicago with a groin injury. He did not practice Wednesday or Thursday this week. Defensive end, Jadavian Clowney of Cleveland, knee and elbow injuries did not practice Wednesday, but was limited Thursday. Um, defensive end, Charles o- Omenenhu on Houston is somebody that we've been putting in our projections. Well, that's not going to happen anymore. He was a healthy scratch. So don't look for him to to be much involved for the Texans. Defensive end, Quitty Pay, Indianapolis, hamstring injury, sat out last week. Limited practice Wednesday, full practice Thursday. Looked like he's going to be a go this week. Defensive tackle, Chris Jones on Kansas City. Wrist injury, did not practice Wednesday or Thursday. Linebacker, Matt Milano on Buffalo, hamstring injury, was limited on Thursday. He has the, the Monday night game. Linebacker Shaq Thompson, as you mentioned earlier, was out um, with a foot injury, did not practice Wednesday or Thursday. Linebacker Bud Dupree, Tennessee, has a knee injury, but he did practice in full on Thursday, and he, again, is a Monday night game cornerback uh, Byron Murphy Jr on uh Ari- excuse me cornerback Byron Murphy on Arizona had a ribs in- rib injury did not practice Wednesday limited Thursday same with Marco Wilson on Arizona did not practice Wednesday limited Thursday Uh, Also inactive last week was Deshaun Elliott on Baltimore ankle injury, limited Wednesday and Thursday in practice, could play this week. Cornerback Greg Newsome, the second on Cleveland, calf injury, left. uh, He had a limited practice Wednesday and Thursday, might play. Same with uh, Donovan Wilson, safety from Dallas, groin injury, sat him out uh, week five, limited practice Wednesday and Thursday. Cornerback Rock Yatsin on Indianapolis, Ankle injury, did not practice Wednesday, but was limited on practice Thursday, got upgraded to limited. Cornerback Tyson uh, Campbell on Jacksonville has a toe injury. It's like a turf toe. Uh, Limited practice Wednesday and Thursday. Cornerback Traverius Ward, Kansas City, quad injury, did not practice Wednesday or Thursday. Safety Jabril Peppers on the Giants, hamstring injury, limited practice Wednesday and Thursday. Some notable injuries uh, from this past week. Uh, Miles Garrett Cleveland defensive end suffered injuries to his knee and ankle took 80% of the snaps last week posted two solos and a sack with a tackle for loss three quarterback hits and a PD did not practice Wednesday limited Thursday defensive tackle Jonathan Hankins on Las Vegas hurt his hip in week five hasn't practiced yet this week. Jordan Hicks on Arizona. Now, this one was a little bit of a surprise. He injured his toe in week five. He took all 100% of the snaps and had six total tackles, but he hasn't practiced yet this week. So this is somebody you're going to have to pay attention to on Friday. Chandler Jones on Arizona tested positive for COVID-19. He's symptomatic. So he needs two negative tests in 24 hours and be asymptomatic for 48 hours. So the earliest we might see a possible return is Friday or Saturday. And if he doesn't reach that asymptomatic stage uh, for, for 48 hours, he may not play this week, and it's not looking good. Linebacker Khalil Mack on Chicago, he took 79% of the snaps last week and posted eight total tackles with a sack, tackle for loss, and quarterback hit. But he injured his foot and has not practiced this week. So he's another one of these guys you got to pay attention to on Friday. Um, JOK from Cleveland, Jeremiah Owasu Koromoa, suffered a throat contusion similar to what happened with quarterback joe burrow in cincinnati he was taken to a hospital a local hospital in inglewood california released sunday night and he hasn't appeared on the injury report through thursday so it looks like he's going to play this week miles jack on jacksonville has an oblique injury came into the week listed as day-to-day didn't practice wednesday or thursday well he's out Uh, Jacksonville has come out and said that he will not play this week. Dakota Allen is likely the next man out, uh, but he's dealing with a shoulder injury, so don't expect much from Allen. Anthony Hitchens on Kansas City hurt his knee. He posted six total tackles and 82% snap count. Did not practice Wednesday, was limited on Thursday. Another one of these linebackers that... All of a sudden, is showing up on the injured uh, injured list and did not practice Wednesday or Thursday is Drew Tranquil on on the Chargers. He's dealing with a chest injury, so you got to watch his status on Friday. Linebacker Devin Bush on Pittsburgh suffered a a leg injury, which they're saying now might be a groin injury, um, and didn't return to the game in Week Five. He took only forty two percent of the snaps. He did practice in full Wednesday and Thursday, so he's looking like a go. If you went out and got Robert Spillane, be very careful because Bush might be the starter in play this week. Rashawn Evans on Tennessee is another one who suffered a quadriceps injury, didn't return to the game, took only 46% of the snaps, but hasn't appeared on or didn't appear on the Titans Thursday injury report, so watch that closely as well, especially with the fact that Tennessee did sign Avery Williamson uh, re-sign him. He used to play with, uh, Tennessee he was actually drafted by them and Williamson knows that system really well. So he could step in for Evans as early as this week. If Evans is inactive, greedy Williams on Cleveland and Denzel Ward, uh, on Cleveland as well, both cornerbacks suffered a shoulder and a neck injury, and they're both had, um, MRIs on Monday and they're still waiting for the results to come true. Uh, Both of them were limited in practice Wednesday, Thursday, so they might be playing this week. Safety Kareem Jackson, Denver injured, is back in Week 5, did not practice Wednesday, upgraded to limited on Thursday. Cornerback Kevin King, Green Bay, suffered a shoulder injury, did not return to the game, took only 63% of the snaps, has yet to practice this week. Appearing on the injury report, Today, well, actually, he was on it on Wednesday, was uh, safety Nasir Adderley on uh, the Chargers. He's dealing with a hip injury and was limited on Wednesday. Well, he didn't practice today, so if he doesn't practice tomorrow, it looks like he's going to be out. Uh, Cornerback Xavier Howard on Miami is dealing with a shoulder and groin injuries and has yet to practice this week. And cornerback Christian Fulton of Tennessee suffered a hamstring injury, only took 65% of the snaps in week five, did not practice on Thursday.
0: Woo, excellent job. You must be exhausted. So uh, let's uh, let's give our man Thomas here a little breather, and let's uh, take a second and listen to Mr. Ben Kukanis. All right, let's wrap up with our Discord questions. If you are a premium Fantasy Points subscriber, uh, you get access to our Discord board, uh, everything from IDP to betting to um, prop bets and uh, 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 the Scott Fish Bowl and uh, start set questions and and you name it, Uh, Dynasty. There's there's lots of channels. Uh, We obviously hang out in the IDP boards. We like to throw a little love to some of our uh our our Discord users who um get to ask us questions throughout the week and we uh try to pop in there and answer them from time to time. Some of them we like to highlight here because we think they're uh relevant questions that uh hopefully will help some of you guys as well. So um uh Vicus 7 uh one of our regulars, uh Vicus07 asked, Who should I bench? Jonathan, Abram, or David Long? Now, um, I believe because this is um, because they would both be defensive backs and we I don't think we clarified this or maybe you did Thomas but I'm assuming he's talking about the cornerback David Long not the linebacker David Long
1: Yeah he is talking about the the David Long line uh cornerback he posted a picture of his lineup and it was listed gotcha. as David Long the cornerback You know and and I would bench Long when you when you look at Darius Williams on the Rams Uh, getting hurt with an ankle injury on Thursday night. It was Robert Rochelle who was the next man up as he slid from the nickel to the left cornerback spot. Uh, Rochelle took 83% of the snaps, while Long only took, I think it was 11%. So, yes, Rochelle only had two solos and Long had one, but if the Seahawks had not been playing from behind, Long may not have even seen that much of the field. He, He would have probably seen less snaps.
0: Yeah and uh, I was um busy worrying about which da- uh which David Long it was and I don't think I actually mentioned who the other choice was it was between David Long or uh, Raiders safety Jonathan Abram um yeah and 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 I I'm, ag- I'm in agreement with you uh in general I'm going to lean toward a safety over a cornerback as well just because of the volatility but uh you know Abram Abram's lowest tackle out, output this season is six tackles uh and I'll take that I mean he's had he had t- his tackle numbers so far are 10 eight. Seven, eight, six. I love that. The only thing that that would have stunk about last week is of his six tackles, only one was was solo. But that's sometimes just randomness and tackle crews. That stuff can 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 vary wildly. I'm mainly concerned about total tackles, unless I see a clear trend in the other direction, i.e., someone getting a lot more assists than solos. But that has not been the case. I, I I love that he's got a tackle floor basically as high as, you know, five or six. And it has some eight to 10 tackle upside. Uh, He also had three quarterback hits last week. I think they're starting to use him more as a blitzer.
1: Yeah, and and he's also facing the Denver Broncos, who run the ball 43% of the time as to passing only 57%. And Denver has run 300 uh, offensive plays this year, so they're on the field enough to, to give Abram solid numbers and not be worried about his numbers being dipped because of a lack of offense out there that he's facing.
0: Yeah, and the and the Denver Broncos are eighth for giving up uh, fantasy production to defensive backs so far this season. They averaged 30.8 tackles uh, to defensive backs, uh, also a handful of uh, PD and about a half an interception a game. So there's a little bit of uh, fantasy upside there as well for Ava, but in particular, I think we're really digging his floor.
1: So the next one up is uh, Icon, Icon, Icon who asked, what are your thoughts on Devin White, linebacker of the rest of season? Just lost linebacker um, Levante David, and White was available. Well, personally, I think White is a solid option. Now, we discussed earlier what happened tonight uh, with White and that his numbers were a little bit down. I know a lot of the – the um, there are websites out there who are uh, putting their rest of the season uh, projections and boosting White up into the top two, three, four. I don't, we're going to adjust our rest of season projections on Friday, but we're not going to bust him up that high because we just don't, we're not confident in white being consistently posting, you know, six to eight or 10 total tackles in a game. Um, Now, Levante is only expected to miss three to four weeks, and Kevin Minter is the next man up. And we saw tonight that um, we, you know, we see that that White will see a slight rise in production, but Minter will get some of David's stats. And and even if it takes a game or two to climb up above the the five tackle mark, we do feel that Minter will be, you know, will we'll cut it a little bit into what we think would should go to White.
0: And we had mentioned at the very beginning about, um, you know, why White's numbers would be a little bit lower this year and Levante David, and it's mainly because of snap counts. I just want to give you a little example of that. So the very first game Tampa played this season was a shootout with Dallas, uh, 31-29. Well, in that game, the Tampa Bay defense played 84 snaps. And with 84 snaps, White had 10 tackles, eight of which were solo, and that's what you want to see. That that's fairly solid. That's, a, uh, you know, 10 percent tackle rate would have been eight tackles. You know, he so he climbed above that to more like the, the 12, 13 percent range. That's what you'd like to see. Uh, however, the last three games, including Philadelphia, that the game from tonight, this is three games in a row that the Tampa Bay defense has not seen above 60 percent 60 snaps excuse me they've been in the 50s or 40s so naturally there's just not as much production uh, going on back in week five we've already been over week six stats but week five when they played Miami they only played 54 defensive snaps uh and White played every one of those um and he had eight tackles so that's you know five solos that's good so White's not you know White is certainly somebody who uh will be solid I mean he I'm, I will be surprised if he doesn't finish as a back end LB1. We had him more as like a mid LB1. I think he's going to end up being more of a back end LB1. But uh, don't let tonight's Philly, you know, terrible Philly matchup spook you from using White as somebody you do expect to get somewhere between six to nine tackles a game. We just don't want you guys thinking that with Levante David out, he's going to, you know, Devin White's going to get somewhere between 10 to 14 tackles a game. It's not going to go like that.
1: Yeah, and, and you know when you take a look at uh, Devin White's schedule coming up, he I mean, he's got the Bears next week, then he's got the Saints, then he has a bye week, then he's got uh, Washington football team, and then the Giants, the Colts, the Falcons, and then when you start getting near your playoffs in Week 14, most leagues will will have playoffs in Week 15. But he faces the Bills, then he goes back to his division with the Saints and Carolina in two of the last week. Uh, Two of the last three weeks. So his schedule moving forward is seeing, you know, offenses that will try and run the ball. But, you know, when you consider the fact that Chicago Bears have lost almost everybody in that backfield and now the the replacement, Damian Williams, has COVID, so he may not even play next week.
0: So uh we' we're gonna close it out with one more um question from our board by the way every time I see icon 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 i always sing that uh i icon, icon 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 oh Terrible. All right. Uh, so now that that is stuck in your head, let's move on to Senior Saturday, which I cannot, uh, I guess I could come up with a song for Senior Saturday, but I'll keep that to myself, Elton John fans. Uh, let's look at what he, uh, Senior Saturday asks. Who do you guys like most this week? Tremaine Edmonds, Alex Singleton, Kevin Young, um, Kenny Young. Cor- Kenny Young, sorry, uh, Corey Littleton. He uh, senior Saturday was leaning Tremaine Edmonds. I, t- I I talked a little bit about Tremaine Edmonds um, or earlier, so I'm going to allow you to take uh, take take the um, the uh, the other opinion here. Uh, well, for us, I,
1: I have to agree with you on Edmonds, and he's not lived up to the linebacker one expectations. And he struggled against the run this year. So um, I had mentioned to Senior Saturday on the Discord board that I liked Singleton over all three of the others. Uh, As I mentioned, Edmonton hasn't lived up to expectations. Kenny Young loses fantasy value against pass-oriented teams like he did this past week in Week 15. Uh, Troy Reeder took more snaps than him. And Corey Littleton has Denzel Perryman stealing fantasy production, plus Nick Kwiatkowski and Nicholas Morrow could cut into his stats as well. Um, Kwiatkowski is already doing that, and Morrow could do that when he comes off of injured reserve. Now, Senior Saturday did mention that he listened to the to the Guru report, and um, I'm not sure if he was listening to Hansen's report and got the information or he heard our Um, podcast from last week but he mentioned that he heard it and then went on I went out and got Alexander Johnson Um, Johnson is probably a better play than Singleton this week although uh, if you had asked me that uh, before the game tonight I probably would have leaned toward Johnson only because of the fact that I like the matchup against the Raiders and obviously I would I'm probably going to be wrong i mean unless johnson has a, a standout game against um the raiders he's going to be hard pressed to, to get 15 total tackles
0: yeah I, i've uh i've predicted that uh alex singleton is going to get 15 tackles this week probably somewhere around like eight solo maybe seven assists and a pd i think uh it's just just ballparking that you know you I, change uh, don't change your quote name me to that.
1: karnak
0: <laughs> yeah so if you're listening to this now on friday you should have started alex Singleton. Duh. <laughs> hindsight 2020 that's my new special hindsight 2020 all right uh speaking of hindsight uh and eyesight it's uh, about time for me to cash it in here it's about uh two o'clock in the morning on friday and um Uh, I think we're going to wrap up this podcast. Uh, Thank you guys so much for listening. Again, you can follow me on Twitter at DownWithIDP. Both Thomas and I uh, run the IDP corner over on FantasyPoints.com. You can can hop on now, still subscribe. You'll get uh, 25% off the season as it is. You can also use the uh, promo code VARNS10 and get an extra 10% off. Um, so, you can, it's, there's still time to enjoy all this great fantasy advice that uh, guys like John Hansen and Joe Dolan and uh, Graham Barfield and Scott Baird and the whole crew are doing as well. As I always love listening to the live stream with John Hansen, Adam Kaplan, and Greg Cosell. Uh, some brilliant minds there talking football, which happens every Thursday. So, um, I'm going to sign off and then I'm going to leave it to uh, uh, Thomas to uh, take us home. Be
1: well and be safe.